If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, everybody, it's Brittany here. I just found an incredible sensory website for my kids' holiday gifts and got a couple of new tools for them. Fun and Function is a company of occupational therapists, product developers, and educators who create quality sensory solutions to help your kids thrive. My family loves the minky weighted lap pad. It gives us all a feeling of calm and focus because of its gentle weight and super soft fabric. Ruby loves to have it on her lap during homework time. Our evening routine has also really improved since using the two-in-one textured foam roller. It's great for pre-bedtime relaxation. My sensory-seeking kids love getting to pick out how they'll regulate with the different textures. The gift-giving season is coming soon. As you know, my kids aren't always interested or capable of playing with typical toys that you can buy at the store. Fun and Function has so many great choices that I know my kids will love. I'll be shopping there, and I'm going to send my family to shop there as well. Now through November 30th, you can save 15% on your fun and function order with the code MTA15. That's MTA15. This discount is exclusive for you, our podcast listeners. Check out Fun and Function's website at funandfunction.com, and we'll have their website in our podcast description. Let us know what sensory wonders you choose for your family. Hey guys, this is Brittany. Just wanted to give you guys a little disclaimer for this episode in case you have kids nearby or little ears listening in the car or whatever. We are discussing holidays and upcoming um, events, uh, including, you know, Christmas magic and Santa Claus and elves that bring us things. So if you don't want those little ears to hear about all that Christmas magic, um, maybe pop in some AirPods or um, listen when they're not around. Thanks, guys. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the Moms Talk Autism podcast. Today, we are going to be talking all about holidays. Stay tuned and we'll be right back. When you become a mom, you never imagine your child getting an autism diagnosis. It feels like your dreams have shattered, like a framed photograph falling off your mantle, exploding into a thousand pieces. But instead of trying to glue those pieces back together, this community of moms is here to help you build a new dream, a better one. So join in the conversation as us moms talk autism. All right. Today, we just have the three of us, myself, Tosh, the lovely, lovely Brittany. Hello. 
and the ferocious little Jean. Wow, ferocious. Wow, Jean is here. Jean is for Jean. Come on, would you? Would there be what? <laughs> how else could we explain Jean? <laughs> how do you solve a problem like Maria? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that funny, Tosh. <laughs> I think it's so funny. You're so Brittany in your little. Um, my movie quotes. I your know it's movie annoying. Quotes and I'm your, sorry. It's not. I'm so I'm, used to it by now. Like between you, <laughs> uh, Shannon, sometimes if it's like stepbrother movie, um, <laughs> and then my husband, I'm just, I'm just so used to it that I just, you we've know, acclimated you. You have, you have. I, I'm glad we've reached this place. Yes. It's good. Yes. It's good for all of us. It is. It is. It is. Okay. <laughs> okay, everybody. Um, so today we are going to be talking about the holidays again. I feel like, we all feel like, this is super, super um, good conversation to have because holidays are hard. Can I get an amen? Amen. Mm-hmm. Holidays Holidays are hard. Um with even just a neurotypical family, right? Um, because there's just the expectations, right? Everybody, you know, within your your immediate family and then your extended family, everybody has their expectations of what they feel like the holidays should look like, what they want the holidays to look like. Um, and and there can just be a level of of I mean, call it, call it what we will. We'll call it selfishness, right? A little bit, a little bit. What do you mean? Like selfishness for us or? No, no, no. For like other people involved, you know, like I don't, and I don't, and and selfishness might be a little harsh of a word, but like, you know, with grandparents and with like the extended family, aunts and uncles and, you know, um, just that kind of thing, you know, they, they, people, people are looking to fill, have their cups filled. And have their cups filled. And there it can go. be very, yes. yeah. very self-serving. And that self-serving it, it yes. coming from that like driven perspective is that that's what's happening. And they're like, but we always do this. And this is how we do those yes, things. This is tradition. And this then, is what you know, we've always done. Yes. And like these, yeah. these sometimes these invisible standards, these unspoken things, even the undeclared things um, that have kind of always existed and ruminating beneath the surface. And it's like, all of a sudden that can get very like, wow, um, now we can see it. Now you're, now it's kind of exposing yes. itself when it, when the rubber meets the road and we are having to explore alternative ways to, and maybe, and maybe suggestions or maybe again, drawing that hard line saying like, no, we cannot do this. No, we cannot participate if this is what's going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. And not coming from that forced perspective. So I think, yeah, that is, that is the song and um, dance that we all dance around the holidays. Yes. And, 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 you know, obviously we do that, in our everyday life with everything we do. Correct. It's like even just Mm -hmm. going to the park. Um, but the holidays add that extra layer because, um, you know, I feel like holidays can be, can bring up a lot of, a lot of grief for people. Right. Um, just again, with, with the expectations, but you know, the, the even bigger things where it's, you know, it's such a, um, emotional filled holiday that it, that it, 
can remind us of, you know, people that are no longer in our lives or, um, you know, broken relationships with family members, etc. So I think the holidays can just be a little extra period. Yeah, it's about it's about the emotional attachment yes. to the holidays yes. and um, the feelings of missing out on things through those expectations mm-hmm. and the sentiment. You know, it, it, they, it, it's all attached to. I mean, there's just a lot of yeah sen- sentimentality and emotions that are attached to it, and that's not a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. But, um, like I think Shannon says it best because mm-hmm. you know um, Shannon is our. Our, our Christmas girl. <laughs> Shannon, she, she Shannon loves, loves Christmas. Christmas. I know. And she's like, she's trying to get us real ready for Christmas. She was like, here, um, there's a deadline coming up. And if we're going to do this, we're going to do this right now. And I'm like, oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh, we haven't even you hit guys. Halloween yet. Shannon had her fall decorations up in August, if that says anything. But, but, but Christmas is her, is her jam. And, and she's, and she's spoke very openly about this, that she has had, it's been a struggle with her and, and, you know, with Gracie and just trying to, to learn a new, a new way of what the holidays look like. So, um, and, and again, we've, we've all had to, we've all had to do that in our life. So what do you girls think? What, what's Brittany, you've obviously been in it the longest. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, what, what do the traditionally now do the holidays look like for you and how, and how do they feel for you? You know, is it still something that you, you know, kind of like get anxious about? I mean, not on your cookie business side, but just. (laughs) Oh, that's, that's definitely anxious. Yes. Um, (laughs) Not only do we struggle with doing, finding a way for us to enjoy the holidays as a family, Mm -hmm. but then my, my actual business, uh, just really ramps up this time of year, you know? So So there's the added layer of stress. Double layer for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, it's all about really trying to find, find my cutoff Mm -hmm. and being real strong about, nope, this is, this is all I can do with, with my business and we're, we're stopping at this time and with this thing or whatever. So Mm -hmm. every year I do a little bit better at that. So, um, but yeah, uh, when the kids were younger, when the, I just had the three little boys and they're all very close in age. So it was Mm -hmm. just kind of general toddler chaos. Um, you know, the autism aspect of that adding to our holidays wasn't as, um, significant because it didn't, even though Austin had behaviors back then and we had to watch him in maybe a little bit different way, we still had the other boys that needed that kind of same level of care and supervision. Right. Um, and naps and, you know, you, you know, were just sure in they it. eat enough and diaper changes and stuff. So it just didn't, it wasn't as profound then um, or, 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 you know, drastic of a, a difference between our family and other families. Mm-hmm. But as they've gotten older and we've added our little Miss Ruby, who is also uh, just, just, you know, all, uh, not all children, but a lot of autistic people have um, special interests, right? Mm-hmm. They have something that they really, really just love and they can um, kind of just really hone in on that thing. And for Ruby, it is the ho- holidays, just any holiday, mm. um, but especially Christmas and Halloween. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is just. She's all about the little details. She loves talking about it. She loves drawing pictures about it. She has filled entire notebooks of different people in different Halloween costumes. Every page is a different 
child in a Halloween costume. Just anything she can think of, they're in different things. Um, She just loves it, right? And so it's all Halloween. She loves the decoration. She wants things done I do not have to decorate my house. She takes care. I just pull the bins out of the attic and I hand them to her and she takes care of it. She she decorates the Christmas tree. She does everything. She loves it. And that's great. And it's so much fun to share that with her and to um, uh, see her joy, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so that's a whole nother thing now. Do, and, and you guys really quickly, Brittany, um, mm-hmm. if, if any of y'all out there don't know, Brittany and um, Doug don't have family close, close, uh, not within the, you know, not geographically, geographically. Yes. So, um, you know, how, how has that looked in the past? Is it, are the holidays something that you've just, we just stay home and people can come to us. You guys don't do holiday travel, correct? We have in the past and we continue to do it every once in a while. It certainly has, we've backed off a lot as as the boys have gotten older. Um, yeah. Some of that is because of autism. Some of that's just because when your kids get into high school, if you don't have high school oh, so, kids yet. So expensive. Yeah. It, it Well, and just missing school oh, is yes. a lot harder when they're yeah. older. So you have to take that into consideration. But um, yeah, we traveled a lot when the boys were younger and when Ruby was a baby. It was easier to get everybody in the car. You could miss a day or two of school, not a big deal. Um, but at, we've learned through the years um, as Austin's um, – specific needs have gotten more profound and we, we need to really cater to his sensory regulation. That's been a factor. We do mm-hmm. not travel as much. And we've quickly learned that we live in the best like weather situation for like November, October, November, December. Like the weather where we live here in Northern California is much, much better than where Doug's parents and my parents live. Amen. And, and when you go <laughs> from California and it's 60 degrees outside on Thanksgiving. (laughs) And then you go to Seattle where it's pouring rain or you go to Boise where it is snowing. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's just not great. Mm -hmm. It's just not great. I'm going to tell you. And it's not even, once you're there, it's fine. Um, We have to borrow coats and hats and mittens because we have none of those things here in California. (laughs) But, uh, but just the traveling alone, it, it, the roads are not um, yeah. great. Uh, yeah. They're not easy places to get to. It's several hours. You have to go over mountain passes. Like there, There's a safety issue with traveling in yes. bad weather. So um, it's become easier as, as grandparents have gotten older and uh, – and you know, less. In, none, nobody's retired yet, but they're getting closer. It's easier for them to just almost come to us. So yeah. we have t- kind of shifted towards doing that. Um, my parents are coming in November to see Tyler run some cross country races, uh, and we're going to do like maybe an early Thanksgiving with them this year. Oh yeah, so that's perfect. Just, a lot of people do stuff like that. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to do anything to do with autism, but yeah. Um, yeah, we just yeah, we just and you, I get mean, it in when we can. You have siblings, you know. You have you have brothers, mm-hmm. so they gotta kind of spread the <clears throat> we spread shipped. the the grandparents. You know, yeah. we share them. Yes, yes, we take turns. Share. Whoever gets to be with grandma and grandpa that year, and because we all live in different places and right. on both sides of our family, we're just really spread out for whatever reason. Um, yeah, and yeah. it's just how it is. But um, but yeah, so it tends to be a lot more home based. And there have been many, many years for Thanksgiving, for example, where it's just my family 
Yeah. We don't even get together with friends because friends. Austin's just having a really bad week. And uh, um, it's been it's been an adjustment. Every time we do it, my heart doesn't hurt as much. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, totally. It's a it's something I've acclimated to. It doesn't make it necessarily great, or I'm totally fine with it, or I don't miss out on things, or I wish things were different. That's all valid and and normal. But but I've been able to kind of forge my own path and mm-hmm. find things that are special just for my family. Yeah, and you know what? It's okay. It does. Yeah. After a while, it does feel like it's okay. And so. I mean, I'm sure just like with any, any old day, your, you know, Austin's joy and comfort is your joy and comfort, you know? And again, it doesn't take away that, you know, sometimes you might not be sad about it, but when he's regulated, it's, it's, there's breathing room, right? Yeah. I, I am able to relax and enjoy the little moments, whatever they are with family right. or not, if, right. if he is in a good place. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It makes yeah. it, it does make a difference because I, I have to supervise and monitor that so closely. It, it directly affects my enjoyment of whatever the event is. It's right. just, it, that's just how it is. Yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. Yep. Um, Jeannie Weenie, what about, what about you? Uh, obviously this year is, could look very different for you. Um, well, I think, I mean, can we, are we, are we able to like talk about that or no? Yes. So part of one of the things that I wanted to discuss in regards to that, it's not just about like this year, but I think in terms of the landscape of the economics of families also dictates and drives how those families are going to be able to spend time for the holidays Um, there's a couple things just at large that, that I know many of our families and I'm not, you know, I'm not, um, not alone in this, but I think one of the things, especially since we've moved to Austin, we really stepped out of traditions and trying to carve our way to make new traditions. Those hindrances that we bumped up against with, um, even having them before, again, filing for divorce and separating from my husband and our family dynamic changing in that way. But we, mm-hmm. we had experienced such financial hindrances. So things that, you know, there was like this, there's in this, been this inconsistency in how we celebrate holidays, why, why I've been like fighting or, or working towards trying to create that consistency or get us up to um, level playing ground. I think those components, um, and if we even surveyed, you know, members in our, um, community, you know, that is an element that is there and exists, um, for them, whether, whatever their marital status is or isn't, it's that there is a financial component that drives, how your holidays are going to be spent because even in order to participate and to do those things and with the cost of inflation that has gone up so high that also dictates how those are going to look that that dictates the amount of gift giving that dictates again what your level of participation are so there's some other like baseline things that intersect inside of that conversation that 
obviously are very well and present for me because in order for Mm -hmm. me this year and decisions that I'm making for my kids to what the holidays will look like really um, are driven around financial agency and capacity um, to do or participate in certain things. And, um, you know, Halloween, that may be, that'll be pretty standard. There's not normally an overly financial commitment there in terms of participating in Halloween, but what we were doing for Thanksgiving or tried to do um, regularly, especially being away from family, was we were going to uh, a resort in San Antonio. Um, And it was kind of like a kickoff to Christmas, you know, but it was like Thanksgiving, kickoff to Christmas, and it kind of segued in, you know, McKenna's birthday being right in the beginning of December. And I know I'm not alone in that either with Brittany because Austin's birthday is in the beginning of December too. And so we always joke, you know, when we look, when we do episodes like this and we're going, we're either recapping the year or we're doing a forecast. This last quarter of the year is just absolutely insane in the demands. And then you peel back or you have added layers, like again, the changes in dynamics for us. I, I don't really... I've been sitting here pondering what that's going to look like. Um, and I'll be honest too. I'll put this, I don't even, uh, their dad sent me a calendar entry, um, that he's going to be away the week of Thanksgiving. There's been no discussion about that. And so it's like, and our, and and our kids have the whole week off. And so it's like Mm -hmm. every single time, they are out of school for, you know, and we just had a five day break, you know, from school, basically, you know, all summer it's, it's, it's definitely been, I'm, I'm the default for, well, you know, and, and the only time I can declare my own agency over something is if I have a commitment that requires, pulls me in another way. It's not necessarily like carved out personal time. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's not the same thing. And I hope again, when on the other side of this, that, um, it'll look that way. Now, the other thing is, is that what well, we don't know. And, uh, one of the reasons why my divorce is pending and I can say this without completely exposing what, um, all of the nuance and, and details. But one of the things is I don't know what I can do with my house yet, there's pending information out there that I need to make in order to decide what to do with my house. So technically what I presume is that we will still be in this house, me and the kids through the end of this year. So they'll have Christmas here, I believe. Um, I don't know that hundred percent certain anything could happen between now and then, you know, I don't know how quickly that train basket can move once certain information is unveiled, but like, you know, there's kind of, there's no way for me. I'm kind of, I'm still like, it's kind of like walking in this limbo and it's hard to be, you know, it's hard to walk that tightrope of being in limbo like that with the kind of kids that we have, because our type A mind and our planning minds and trying to kind of, you know, we also, and I'll use ABA language, you know, get in front of the antecedent, get in front of anticipated behaviors or things that could happen. And so you're trying to plan and forecast and it's hard 
to be shifting gears and planning and forecasting without knowing exactly how things will land and keeping yourself open to that. And I will tell you that I think this past year, my agency for an expansion of just really being with uncertainty has like exploded. Um, You know, it was not, I was, it was pushing me way, way outside of my comfort zone. And I felt constant, Mm -hmm. this constant need to want to like stay trying to control this area and control this Mm -hmm. area of my life and our home life. And I just kind of had to open it up to, I can't control everything. I know this isn't our last stop on the path here. I'm eventually, we're going to either presume to be living here or whatever, however those circumstances shake out, or we are selling this house and and we're moving on either way the the page in the book is going to turn and it's going to look differently and we'll be able to then make a plan moving forward. But right now there's just contingency plans and that's really hard again, when you have the kids that we have. And I think for me, I'm in a good space with that, not only mentally, but uh, especially with where Rory is uh, right now Mm -hmm. to have, he's kind of in that, he's in a good place. He's happy. I kind of feel like I have a little bit more range and flexibility with him that he would be, and I've been able to create and maintain certain levels of continuity around his life where the holidays, I will get some of that flexibility to like make firmer decisions the closer that we get, if that makes sense. And I think, you know, especially for financially for any family that is experiencing financial hardships and not, you know, having children with, you know, any kind of disability, much less, you know, again, autism or any kind of neurodivergence and trying to hard, you know, hard line those decisions. I think, you know, that's an honest acknowledgement and if you are walking through that and trying to figure out, like, even even knowing if you're newly diagnosed and you don't know, you know, what the holidays are going to look for you, but you also have the additional air of, you know, financial restrictions, that is like, a, you know, a double hit to you. And well, and like I was just well, like I was saying earlier, Jean, it's it's this is the this is that part of of grief that comes into play, right? Like you're you're in a whole new level of grief this year because of your surrounding circumstances with, <clears throat> excuse me, your divorce and um, just the the living situation. And, and then again, the financial hardships, et cetera. So it's so many things layered on top of each other. And, and, and again, grief for us is for anybody, but, you know, we are in and out of grief constantly. And, and that's, that's hard. That's hard for for you to manage, but then also for you to have to try to manage for your, for your children. Right. You and, know? Um, and it's not, it's not perfect. I've had to really give up my idea of perfection. I've had to let go a lot and a lot more than what I would like to. And I would like to have things more buttoned up and secured and especially around my environment, but I can't literally, if I'm trying to make the environment around me perfect, it's going to drive me crazy because there's limitations. I can't make it perfect and it's not well, sustainable. No perfect. <laughs> well, let or, or me tell whatever, all the other perfectionists on our podcast. 
Well, even, it's not even the perfection. It's it's whatever your idea of idea what you built of, up in your head. Yes, yeah. Even though yeah. that may not be perfect, but whatever dream you've like decided on, mm-hmm. it's just like we say in our yeah. little intro, right? Yes. You have to pick oh. up those pieces. Oh, and, I'm yeah, complete, rebuild it. I'm completely well, and, rebuilding and, and, my life again. Completely. You know, I'll, I'll, yeah. you know, set aside family expectation, all that. We sometimes are the biggest you know, people that oh, have yeah. put expectations on ourselves, on ourselves, on, Absolutely. on what we think things should look like, you oh, know, yeah. as just a whole in this life. And so it's like now finding all of these little things that we have to, you know, work around and, and maneuver into this new concept, idea, mindset that, that, you know, um, okay, how does this look for us now? And us letting go of our own grief around that, you know, um, then let alone man- managing That's, everybody else's. That is right on because I know four people, especially that definitely do that. We all have our own set expectations that we're grappling with that are at the chasm of, of some of our operating systems here. And it's, it shows up, it shows up when too, when we're all stressed, overwhelmed, we're getting run down. We got more on our plate than we anticipated. And it happens to every single one of us. I don't, not, not one of the four of us is not of, of that showing up at that time. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it definitely gets more heightened around the holidays because those demands and the volume of, of requests and things we need to do, because we didn't even talk about like, or we haven't even mentioned, you know, with our kids in school, and it's like all of the activities that happen around school, class parties, and things across the school campuses, just kind of on an ongoing, incessant nature. And it's happening in this very short, short amount dense of time. amount of time at a very incessant rate. And then, mm-hmm. boom, it's all over. And then it's like the new year. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, what just happened to me? What yeah. did what did I just live through? Um, I will do the one thing I did last year. I'll tell you. Well, let's talk about a peak that I did, and I'm happy that um, I did do it. Is that for the first time, even last year, in the swirl of my own chaos, I was able to masterfully pull off Elf on the Shelf, and I did that because I ordered one of those boxes that had preset like ideas and they were all like grouped together. So all you had to do was basically rummage through that box and figure out what you were going to do on that day. And it still brought magic to my kids and it felt very enchanting to them. And they're very, very excited. And um, I think I have two elves now. I think I need to get a grip on that because she got one for Christmas. Yeah. I think, I think, I think, I think I, I ended the year and I've now I do, I do, I did. It did happen. Um, I believe Nana purchased and that was McKenna made the request and it was on her list to Santa. So I think um, I need to increase my supplies. So I have to look at that for this coming, this coming. It's going to be, wow. I'm going to, you know, I, but it's cute and that's say. one thing and that's a it's affordable you know it was an affordable thing that i could do and um you know made them excited i commend, I commend you and um yeah godspeed 
That's and Godspeed. I just I don't know. Should Amen. we should we Amen. also tell the world that I still have my two Christmas trees up from last year? And they're still not. Oh no, the everyone. world knows, Jean, because the, you've been doing this since we started this podcast. So the trees have never come down. They did come down. They did, oh, come, they did down. come down. One well, year they did like come down. Seconds. I put just them up year. last year. They just haven't come up. From, they haven't come down from last year. <laughs> Oh, I, I think, um, Tosh, we might have to put a little disclaimer at the beginning of this warning everyone to not, maybe not listen to this with little ears around since we're oh, talking yes. about Christmas yes. magic. But yeah, I anyway. ruined, I ruined all the Christmas magic last year. I was like, oh, did you? Yep, I'm elf on the shelf. Inten- yep. Intentionally? <laughs> I'm Santa. Mm-hmm. Oh, how so, did that go over? <laughs> cross me and you will get nothing. <laughs> So it sounds like you stepped into uh, having a new lease on parenting. I have not yet graduated into that phase, so um, you're gonna you're gonna have to mm-hmm. live to tell how this year goes. Um, you know, um, I you are absolutely right, and I love that I can now threaten my children. <laughs> right, like before it was like, oh, Santa will always bring them something, but now I can be like, nope, nope. Can't be brats. Can't be brats or you're getting nothing. You're getting coal in your stockings. <laughs> um, no, we – I think we have found such a, a sweet spot with um, with our family. Uh, you know, the, the holidays are hard for us because of all of the things that circulate around, you know, our situation, the loss of Jameson, Jack's birthday, et cetera. Um, but I feel like we've really fine tuned our, our, what works for us and, and how we do it. And, and, and I've been really good at just putting those hard boundaries on, you know, people, you know, in-laws, extended family, et cetera. So, I don't know. It's it feels it feels good, and I'm and I'm and I am in a better place now. I feel like with my with my grief around you know the loss of of um, Jameson, but that I my my heart has softened a little bit. You know, I'm I'm I can go a little bit better with the flow, and um, I'm letting go of a lot of those those expectations and and you know, before it was so much like we have to do, you know, we have to do, I was doing it to myself. We have to, you know, celebrate, um, their birthday and, and there had to be something for, you know, Jameson and we had to do whatever it was lanterns. And then, you know, the next day I had to get up and I had to do this. And, um, uh, I guess a level of trying to control your own grief, which is, so cute and so silly. <laughs> and yet we keep doing it. <laughs> and yet we keep doing it. But I, I think I've over the last couple of years, I mean, I'm sure you girls will attest just, to this. I was going to say, I've noticed. I, I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm different now. You know, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't take away the sadness. It doesn't take away um, any of that. But I just, I handle it very differently. And I give maybe more people in my life, i.e., in-laws, et cetera, <laughs> that, you know, I, I give them more grace, grace, more grace. I give, the, I give them, yeah, more grace. And I, and I allow them to, to kind of fill their cups in certain ways with a, with a, you know, with still some boundaries, but sure. you know, yeah. 
yeah. So yeah, just interesting. It's interesting. I think just every year, you know, like even just our kids changing and, and, um, growing up, uh, you know, like I said, just, it it seems silly, but like now my kids knowing that Santa's not real, you know, um, it, it does change things a little bit. So even now being able to teach them to be, you know, more, even more grateful for like, this doesn't, you know, this doesn't happen for, you know, everybody. And how can we change our thought process on what Christmas is, right? Gifts, blah, blah, blah. And what can we go to go out and to do to serve those people who don't have what we, what you guys are able to have, you know? Um, Cause I want my children to, I want them to be different. I want them to learn, you know, empathy, empathy and, and life and struggles. And, and then for them to be able to really sit back and, and be so grateful to God for what, what they have, you know? Um, so I think that's really, really important. Um, at any holiday, but especially this time of year, whatever, way you celebrate it's it there is a lot of um you know seculars commercialism gift giving material mm-hmm. materialism with it or or big parties or big celebrations or whatever mm-hmm. it is and it doesn't necessarily have to be that way and we are walking testaments to that um mm-hmm. in every possible way and it's it's uh it's a journey every year you're going to change little things. You don't have to make drastic changes if mm-hmm. if you're not ready for that. And you will find a place where it is joyful and um, pleasant for your family and your children, but also mm-hmm. satisfying for yourself. And that doesn't mean perfect, like we've said, but no. you can find that place. And every year, like I said, it does get a little bit better for us. And even if you take the special needs sensory kind of um, like section out of, it, out of it, yeah, yeah, just even the children getting older in general. So my boys, you know, Ruby's nine, there's still a level of there's definitely Chris's magic still in her house and all of those things. She's very much into that still we're going to ride that train as long as we can because Mm -hmm. it's her favorite thing ever. But my, my other boys, you know, they're, they're almost adults and Mm -hmm. it's, it's really not, they don't, they don't need a whole lot. They don't want a whole lot because they're amazing. Mm -hmm. I cannot claim that I've trained them that way. I have nothing to do with it. They're just amazing people. But, uh, but it's really about the experience and time together Mm -hmm. with them. Now that's, that seems to be more important and more uh, memorable for them. And it can be for little kids too. I'm not saying that, but, uh, but it's really about finding some things that we can do together as a family, which is a challenge. Yeah. And then, um, but, but really um, capitalizing on those moments when it really does happen. And then honestly, like, I'll, I'll be real with you. There's a lot more emphasis on like the food side of things because that's what they're interested in. Mm -hmm. They want to have yummy spreads of whatever because they're teenage boys (laughs) and they, they want, um, they ask me what I'm making, what I'm planning. They, they are interested in the part, not necessarily 
the production making the things the production <laughs> we're working on that part but uh but the um you know con- contributing to the menu maybe yeah. you know they they yeah. want to uh that's that's exciting for them it's interesting to them um they're they uh it's so funny this is kind of a side note but i've been trying to meal plan a little bit better uh just with our crazy schedules. I know this time of year gets nuts and I have a little menu uh, chart on my counter that says what we're going to have for dinner each night of the week. It's just one week's worth. And whenever I fill it out, there is, there is a lot of interest in that little Mm -hmm. chart as the Mm -hmm. week goes on. And not only with Ruby who loves lists and charts, but even the boys, they'll look at it and like, Oh, we're having, you know, curry, whatever tonight, you know? And, and they like look forward to it. It's so interesting. Oh, well that yeah. that is food memories. That's a whole nother. It's a, oh, it's very yeah, important it's, to it's, me. It always right, has but been. it's 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 but so it's, it's such a significant thing, and it really is a very bonding thing. From mm-hmm. it is, it's become more and more that way with the kids. Mm-hmm. And you know, for Austin, that's not important. So you have to keep that mm-hmm. in mind. Even even I'm though Austin is the same age as my other boys, it's not. That's not a thing for him. And I'm okay with that. I'm 100% okay with that. He participates and eats if he can, if he wants to try the things. He's always welcome. He rarely, rarely sits with us at the table, even on Christmas, even on Thanksgiving. He does mm-hmm. not enjoy the proximity of us all being together around a, a space like that in our dining room. Um, it is not comfortable comfortable to him most of the time, mm-hmm. but we always, always set a place for him. Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. if he sits down for 10 seconds and just drinks some water and then gets up again, yeah. he is always welcome and he is always included if he wants to be. And um, he's usually around somewhere close by. He's just not sitting there with us. And that's mm-hmm. okay. Even on Christmas, even on yeah. Christmas morning when we're eating breakfast, right before we open our stockings, it doesn't matter. Yeah, And that is, um, it, it. it's it's okay. It really is okay. And, um, yeah. And so. I, I just think too, like I, I, this just came on in my head, but it's like how we're constantly teaching, you know, we all have neurotypical children as well, where how we're teaching them to, to, um, see things differently and they, and they do have a different life and, and how it exposes them to, um, those people outside of them that have, you know, different lives. Um, it, it is giving our kiddos that flexibility to, to maybe, you know, later in life, not get so stuck in things have to be this way. Things are this way, you know, I certainly um, see that in my boys so far. Um, yeah. I'm yeah. Very, where very they, proud where of they're like, okay, we can just, we just roll with this. You know, it's not like yeah. they, they're, and, and maybe they may not say it, but you know, that they're not heartbroken over things not being this specific, you know, um, this way every year, you know, whether it's Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever it might be. I, I, it's, it's so So one thing I wanted to um, point out um, was we're talking about kind of just the, you know, universal like holidays, but we have like one of the things that I implemented last year for our family, because my kids are half Jewish, because Brad's family is Jewish, is that we really participated and celebrated Hanukkah. And I think that was another mm-hmm. thing that made it more bonding. It kept me more present to how my kids were feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in the whole process and still making sure that, that we felt connected as a, as a family. And to some degree, you know, like they weren't, 
just because mom and dad were getting divorced, they weren't divorcing their family. And in fact, I was trying to tie them more directly to their Judaism roots. Um, and I did that mm-hmm. so intentionally. And so like when I talk about the last quarter of the year, there are so many holidays that are happening at that time. Hanukkah being one of them, Kwanzaa being another. Um, is Diwali around that time? Is it in November? Is it October or November? I'm trying to remember. No, it's it's in no, there is a. I think it's Ramadan. No, Ramadan is in is happens over the summertime, um, oh, in the beginning oh, at the beginning of the school I, I year. Oh. Yeah, we just had two other Jewish holidays. We had Yom, we had the Jewish New Year, Yom Kippur. Um, we had Rosh Hashanah and yeah, Yom, Kippur. Yom Kippur. But, um, you know, there's all of that in the mix, and I know that we have. It's, I mean, by primarily most of our community is here in the U.S. too, but we also have you know, community that lives all over, uh, the world. world, And, um, there's different, I think talking about, um, just, uh, like, I guess our approach to practices and, and our things are not like, um, because I think those people too would want to know or want to, you know, I guess, take what we're saying in terms of this particular, if they're not really familiar with it, because not everybody celebrates Christmas and, and we in the, and thanks Thanksgiving as, you know, and then there are other, other countries like Australia and I believe Canada, they have Thanksgiving at a different time. Somewhere maybe close to the time that we are having it, um, not too far off, but it's, I think Australia is actually maybe in the summer Thursdays and what we are summertime period, but right. all of these things, you know, tie into again, holidays at large. And so that was, you know, we want to always, yeah. we, we, our conversation for everyone who's listening is definitely that, that if you're coming here going, I want to hear how y'all are handling holidays just in a general consensus know that like we are still coming from from that perspective and understanding that that's everybody's coming from different walks of life um all around the oh, world absolutely. and i mean it, and and i feel like we've talked about this even just like how our fourth of july looks here in you know for the u.s or or what easter looks like for us because you know Brittany and i both being religious you know sometimes it means that we don't get to go to church because of Right. Certain, you know, however, the, the, oh yeah. You, that morning. Right. Going, and if you think you know, Rory was going to be sitting through a full Passover dinner, if it's a real Passover yeah. dinner, it'll be like, there ain't, there's no way it is not happening, you know? Yeah. So this, this does encompass, of course, all holidays and whatever those are for people that, you know, that celebrate lots of different, um, right. lots of different hol- holidays, whether they are religious or not. But, um, uh, yes, you know, here, I would say specifically in the U S and right these last three months of, of the year, it's just like, I think, and I, and why we were talking about the variety of different, um, holidays, I think one of the other things that comes into play again is in what becomes more confronting for our families like ours is if there are cultural differences and those cultural expectations really come into play. They really are confronting in that moment because your family may 
completely reject you being like, there's something wrong with your kid. We don't want you to be a part of that unless he can act or she can act a certain way that also happens. So sometimes it's not even about whether or not, you know, we are drawing our boundaries that we're in the driver's seat. Some of these families don't get to be in the driver's seat. They are at, they are at the hands of their families, their matriarchs, their patriarchs, their families dictating to them, well, you're just not going to be included then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's really, really important to bring up. And if that's the case, um, you know, that's that's a very different position to be in than mm-hmm. than just needing to accommodate or in- include in a way that that can be, you know, successful for everyone. Um, I think we should talk about maybe a little bit about some of the things that we have done or are doing to be inclusive with our kids. Um, I think it's really important if you do have a family that is at least willing to compromise or at least, you know, discuss the possibility of changing things up to help your child or your family. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what are some ways that you can do that? Um, and everybody's situation is different, whether you have family that's coming into town or you're leaving or you're all right there all in the same city and it's this huge thing and, you know, navigating from grandma's house to aunt Judy's house to whoever, you know, because this is the way we've always done it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It, it's a lot. Um, but, uh, do you have an aunt Judy? I, I do not. I just pulled that out of I like thin it. air. I just, I, I, like I have a lot of ants though. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I have so many, you guys, I have like 45 first cousins. It's insane. <laughs> um, uh, the world cannot see Tasha's eyes. I think they just fell out of her head. <laughs> out of her head. I, 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 it's, it's probably more than that. It's, it's a very, very large number and now everyone's getting married. And so it's even crazier, but anyway, um, <clears throat> what can happen is, uh, I, I think a really, really great place to start is whatever your normal quote, normal or traditional things you guys have always done as a family, mm-hmm. whether that if, especially if it's someone that always hosts the same thing every year, maybe approach the person who is hosting the event and, and have a sit down or, you know, a phone call and really express your concerns and, and address it in a way that you're not only advocating for your family and your child, but that you want this to be enjoyable for them as well. Yeah. And to see if you can find ways, whether that is expectations about when you will be arriving or when you will be leaving. So there's no hurt feelings Establish that ahead of time or even um, the, the food situation. Can, we, we will bring our own things for this mm-hmm. person or can you accommodate this, whatever mm-hmm. this dietary thing is, or can we, um, can you not have 25,000 candles lit in your house, please? Can you, can you change the lighting or the music level or the, yeah, whatever that is? We have all glass and, and ceramic tchotchkes out of reach or out of place. It's so true. All of that. All your of ornaments, that. can Things they please like be hung in a different location or just not on a tree for this occasion? Can you just not put a tree out at all? <laughs> My I'm child will try to we're, climb we're, the tree. We're kidding. Uh, no, I mean, not really. Like, but, but yeah, whatever that level is. And you know, 
you know that person, you have that relationship with that person, you know where that comfort level is and maybe how right. far or how much you and, – and what your child needs too. So those are all things to talk about. Even if the um, the level of cooperation with that other family member may not be where you want it to be at, mm-hmm. you need to start the conversation at least. You need to be able to feel them out and be able to kind of tell – how well received things are going to be. Mm-hmm. And then, and then every year as if you continue that way, it, you'll be able to fine tune it. Right. Um, or maybe you'll just need to decide to do something completely different. I was just going to say, yeah. And, and sometimes it's not going to go as we hope for. And that is a big part of where we have to you know, even if everyone is 100% on board and wanting to create a, 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 space, a situation, situation that is, mm-hmm. yeah, that is helpful or, or best for your child, sometimes it still doesn't work out that way. I have been right. in situations like that. We've been invited over for Thanksgiving. I've told, I think I've told the story before, um, where everything was set up in a way that Austin could participate as much as he wanted to. Right. Um, and I had to do very, very little to make that happen. It was all done for me and and it was so lovely, but Austin was so miserable um, physically and we were having some, some medication issues and he was, he was physically struggling that it was impossible for us to stay. And I, we had to leave and it was, I, I cried that Thanksgiving most of that day. It was, I just felt so terrible for him. And quite honestly, I felt bad for myself. I felt sorry for myself. Yes, that's okay. And that's okay. And, and, and then the next year we, we really took a step back and we just did our own thing. We didn't have anybody over and we did not go to anyone else's house. Mm -hmm. And that was okay too. It was surprisingly relaxing. Just to lower the expectations down to almost nothing. And it worked out great. And then, and now we're building it back up again. And, um, and it just, I don't know. It's, yes, it's impossible to take the emotion out of it, but a little planning and, um, keeping the expectations reasonable for wherever, being real honest with yourself and keeping the expectations is where they, really realistically should be for your family at whatever stage and level and accommodation is needed is really, you know, that takes a lot of maturity and time mm-hmm. and effort on your part as the parent, mm-hmm. but it is worth it if, if you're willing to put in, you know, that so Brittany, you bring up something that's, I think is really, um, significant at that point, um, to, to bring into focus and that part of why it become things become so emotional too. And so emotionally, um, intensified around the holidays and those expectations is because of there's more opportunity for comparison happening and knowing what Mm -hmm. other people are experiencing. I know for us and it came up even a lot this year, just, in, you know, uh, different kind of celebrations, not necessarily holidays per se, but just certain things that may have been happening across the school district or across the community or whatever. My daughter being so hyper aware, you know, because of the age that she's at now. So she has, she's starting to develop her own levels of expectations and desires and wants and needs and around wanting to be involved and included in these things 
And then it becomes more confronting again when you have to say, no, we can't do it this way because we have to prioritize what's going to be the best for Rory, what's going to be the best for us as a family to manage fielding Rory in that position. Um, and so it's just a completely different headspace to to be in and actually have my daughter's mind also roped around that kind of thinking. And sometimes she's really disappointed and brokenhearted and upset. And, um, but I mean, I feel like she's, she's becoming more adapted to it, but, it, but again, as she goes up in age, that's another thing where you're, you're fielding that. And I think, you know, Sloan being the same age as, There's, as mm-hmm. McKenna, you're experiencing that. Uh, Brittany has already been experiencing that because the boys, two of the boys we're already oh, yeah. we're already experiencing mm-hmm. that and and had notable differences in the way that their families were and so i mm-hmm. think there's where it becomes extremely emotionally heavy for us it's that's that's part of the invisible load that we're carrying as the moms and the head caregivers directing this this piece of it and actually thinking about what's inclusive and i liked how you couched the conversation and trying to invite those conversations to have two way conversations with family members. I think that was, that was the great model and example. And I think a lot of people maybe are nervous or worried of offending and, and aren't going to be the ones to initiate. Um, even if you have a good relationship with that family member, I, I find that's happening a lot, even with people that are, are very, um, are very close to me or that have a lot of experience with my family, they still, a a lot of times I'm still finding people prefacing, like, I don't know the right way to say this, or I I don't know if this is an appropriate thing to ask or da, 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 da. And it's, it's always an appropriate thing to ask. And they always say it in a way that is not offensive to me in any way, but there, people do worry about that. We're in that kind of age and, you know, climate of culturally. Culturally. Yes. Yep. People are really worried about that. And so if you initiate, I find it almost immediately puts people at ease. They really do feel more comfortable asking more in-depth questions. Now that is more labor for us. It is, but it is, it is, but, but it's a service we can offer them. It is something I I can, Mm -hmm. all I have to do is bring it up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then it almost, almost Mm -hmm. always they I can see almost a visible um, relaxation mm-hmm. with their own, like, um, like, oh, okay, they're oh, they're okay talking about this, so mm-hmm. I can ask this question. Mm-hmm. Like, it really does help. Right. So, if, if you are in a stage where you feel like you can initiate, I, I would highly recommend creating it. that space. Yeah. I think, and I, and and as long as you know, hopefully, then those conversations do turn into be very productive and constructive. Um, in the cases, even if it's just a little right. bit productive, I mean, it doesn't have to fix everything oh, the first time. No, every I think but, but work just, in progress. Just a few steps forward. Yeah, work in progress. It'll be worth it. But I think there's families that will still experience that rejection. Okay, and then what do you do to pivot? Sure. What do we do to pivot from that? And I think we've had some of those conversations before, where it's like, well, they're not going to do that. Well, now I'm going to. It's what am I going to create on no, my I'm own? Gonna, Plan C, plan D, plan E. Fine, I'll find my own thing. I will create my own thing. And then that's where a lot of loss comes in because then you feel like you've just lost that 
that sense of connection that you had with your family, you feel like you're losing family members, but you know, why you're also trying to keep your own little direct family and intact and have to give them proper experiences. Mm -hmm. And that's the part of just being seasoned through this, right? Like it it does experience nothing ever gets easier. You know, we, of course we always say that, but, but it just changes and it changes you and it changes how you, um, how confronting things are to you or how you are going to address a situation. Um, so there is no perfect. Let it go. There is no, yeah, that's a lot of letting go. This is, it's a lot and you will experience a lot of letting go through the holiday season as, and and it's okay to be in grief. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to feel, you know, um, all of the things it's, it's just a, always a learning experience, I suppose. I I mean, I don't know. I don't, it sounds, it sounds a little cliche to say all these things, but it really, really is true. It really is true. Yeah. I know. But I also think that for those that are very like hot, like cultures, like Islamic cultures and stuff like that, there is a huge, um, culture of village, you know, and of, of every, all the family being very integrated together. And so it's, it's like like you're divorcing your culture as well as your family like that is, that's, Absolutely. that is a big part of it. It's not as much of just going, well, I still have my religious faith intact, no matter if I have that village or not, they do feel like they've lost a lot of that. And I remember talking with a lot of our community members that were Islamic and that was kind of how they were feeling. They were feeling rejected by their family and by their own religion. And that's mm-hmm. really that that can be really hard. That's not the case for everyone in those situations, but I'm just saying that to acknowledge those families that are, and it's like, okay, well, what do we, the only advice is that I can do, or the only thing that I could offer is a sign of like sympathy and empathy is literally recognizing how hard that is. And just saying that again, these, the holidays can be a lot like, you know, they talk about the, the season of fall and fall is nature's way of letting go of things. Well, we, as families of, of kids with autism, that, that there's a lot of shedding that comes around the holidays. And it's because of all of those mixed intersectionality uh, variables or mixed variables of intersectionality. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. sometimes it's just us figuring out that, you know, sometimes family isn't always blood related. Sometimes family and, and that is just the community that you build around you. And so that's why we always talk about, Mm -hmm. you know, find your people, diversifying your portfolio, portfolio, finding your people, go to the meat market, like, you know, (laughs) and it's not going to be easy. And it's going to, there's, again, there's going to be sadness and, and there are going to be years that are hard. Um, but you know, and remembering grand human, ex- grand human experience. And, and we are all holding that space for one right. another, you know, and, and that right. empathy and sympathy. Right. And, so, and reminding, so. you know, and remembering that grief and joy can coexist together. So don't deny Absolutely. yourself of experiencing that joy because you're walking through so much grief. You are still entitled to feel those moments and create those moments. Yeah, absolutely. Amen. Okay. 
Well, you guys, it has been a lovely chatty chat. So um, we're going to do holidays our way. (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of that wonderful phrase, um, Shannon wanted me to remind everyone that, or to tell everyone, not remind you, but to announce that we are going to have a holiday uh, shirt in our swag shop. Um, We are hoping to get that up the week that when, if you are listening to this podcast right now, hopefully if the stars align and our internet connections are working and all that kind of stuff, we will have a holiday shirt up in our swag shop for you to purchase. We're going to have a kid's shirt and a coordinating, um, you know, mom or grandma or family, dad family or member shirt, family yeah. member shirt for adults. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And they're super cute. And we will show them on our Instagram. So check that out. And we're ordering them for our kids. And mm-hmm. we hope that you um, like our design and can uh, celebrate the holidays your way this year. So yes, check yeah. it out. Check it out. All right, you guys, uh, do not forget to give us a... Uh, lovely review. If you are loving what we are doing, um, written is always best, but five stars will work as well. Follow us over at um, at our Instagram, uh, at Moms Talk Autism, and shoot us an email about anything. Hello at MomsTalkAutism.com. We love you guys. We love you guys. <laughs> and um, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>